Manx Radio Podcasts, powered by Shaw. Hello and welcome to Countryside here on Manx Radio with Kiri Coomer and myself, Simon Clark. And ploughing hot on the agenda, uh, a lot of the farmers and I suppose a lot of them won't be doing a lot of ploughing uh, for their own benefit or contractual i suppose that take part in the plowing matches are they no that's right mm. there's some young farmers that uh, have a nine to five job and also some people actually out of douglas that have never don't even have any land they come along and have a go yeah you were at the the, the most recent one which was the royal moran plower match held up at Ballamilligan, and uh, it was a good turnout and i had a good chat with the president harold lease and yeah. some of it was really really interesting yeah and it's it's such a uh, if, if it's a nice sort of this time of year and it's a nice sort of quiet, calm day, you can get some beautiful photographs, can't you? you know, oh, you certainly can. But uh, it was it was a good day, it was dry, and uh, the ground was turning over quite nicely. Yeah, and have you done much ploughing, standing behind a horse? No, I've done no ploughing whatsoever. Ever? Ever. Not even a tractor? Not even a tractor, how awful. Um, no, I certainly take my hat off to the boys that do it with the horses, and many years ago as well, it'd be a long, hard day put in behind doing that job but um, no we get contractors to do ours mm. and I was uh, talking to Tim Graham who's the chief executive officer of the Manx Wildlife Trust because uh, they've got a couple of autumn projects underway and one of them is uh, doing a survey to try and work out how many of the youngsters are, are going out to, to country events um, you know instead of maybe watching telly or phones and things like that so that's a, a fabulous um Sort of, it'd be certainly an interesting result, won't it? Yeah, but I mean, I think you know, over recent times, I think a lot of people are trying to get their kids and youngsters out. I think teenagers and be <laughs> their own mind over their own, won't they? But you're trying to get them out, and and it's great that um, people like the government and DEFA and and the Manx Wildlife Trust are, are making. Uh, some progress with making areas that uh, people can go out and enjoy the countryside because of course you'll be hearing in this program about uh, a new project up the north of the Isle of Man which uh, will be most welcomed by the people of Ramsey uh, just uh, off the hairpin there, uh, Kilbane they've got a site there and amongst the trees where they're going to put all benches made off the trees so instead of cutting the trees down and moving them and stuff they're going to make little climbing apparatus and things that they can get on and picnic areas eventually of course and they haven't work parties there so mm, there's uh, some splendid things to do on the islands lovely walks and you know, to have activities such as that it would be definitely welcomed yeah it's just you only need to look at the what's on things and what's on guide max train of course uh, and all the things that are on on the isle of man it'll surprise you uh, what activities are about that uh, you can just pop along you might enjoy it exactly enjoy countryside manx radio's countryside is brought to you by nfu mutual <laughs> The Manx Wildlife Trust look after a lot of land here on the Isle of Man with their volunteers and their workforce and, of course, a big coastal area to keep an eye on as well. Well, I went along for a chat with the Chief Executive Officer of the Manx Wildlife Trust, Tim Graham, to find out about two projects they've got underway for this autumn season, but firstly, about how he's settling in and the role. Yeah, it's great. It's just been coming up to eight months now, so settled in past my sort of probation period and things like that so count as permanent so yeah still got to get the other half over at Christmas (laughs) but it's been great obviously the summer in the weather's helped settle in brilliantly and then great chances to get out and about 
experience the Manx countryside as well. Of course, countryside obviously is is a thing close to your heart. And when you were in the UK, what involvement did you have there? Well, I've been working across a, a number of wildlife trusts over the last sort of eight or ten years. I was volunteer since I was about sixteen, actually, for a long time, as well, wherever I've locally been. I've been involved in large-scale government pilot projects, trying to engage and educate people at the same time, integrating all of that into the sort of restoration and species recovery work and working with landowners to get not just get new wildlife there, but help give advice. You know, if they're wanting to do something particular, how can we get the best out of making some of the farmers maybe work together in areas and things so they can really kind of join together in a bit of a collective for wildlife and get quite a lot of additional benefits at the same time. Now, are they a lot more user-friendly than they used to be? User-friendly? <laughs> um, certainly have a good experience of just the motivation that they can have, really. You know, often it's outside of uh, maybe a business remit for them. Mm. So it's very much a lot like our staff and volunteers. It becomes a bit of a passion for them. So it can be great to see. Whatever happens, lots of people get labelled up in particular ways and it's always nice to really get through to the, just the positive work that you can get done, really. Yeah, surprisingly, because the people, some of the people you think wouldn't get on board yeah. do, don't they, in the Oh, end? absolutely. Yeah. can kind of look quite different on paper sometimes, I think. And, yeah, it's just always good to get new partners, new people involved anyway, so it's quite interesting, that side of work. So you came to the Isle of Man, little place compared to there, but uh, I suppose the Manx Wildlife Trust has got quite a big remit to cover wildlife wise (laughs) yeah there's a lot for the Isle of Man to get stuck into so yeah Manx Wildlife just have quite a large remit obviously there's the 87% of the territory jurisdiction that's marine that's you know such a huge resource not not just thinking about the wealth of wildlife there but you know why people are coming to visit the Isle of Man you know the landscapes the coast the seas fantastic obviously as a as a nation as well that's very different to how most wildlife trusts have to operate so that's quite different they're, they're county level trusts usually not countries so a whole different game different level of work and things as well identity and culture well uh, i was last in yorkshire they think of themselves as a separate country so <laughs> they're just you know, as tight like as the manx <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so there's a little bit of similarity there. I think one of the great things is just, you might say it's a small island, <laughs> big heart, that kind of thing, but just how easy it is to access the variety and the wealth of wildlife and spectacle to kind of get out there and see. You don't get so much crammed into many places at all and just be able to get across and see something completely different from the uplands right down to going out and exploring something on the coast and the sea quite so easy. When you first come here, it sort of surprised you a little bit, did it? A little bit. I have, have been over before, <laughs> being involved at Liverpool Uni and um, doing some courses at the Marine Lab in Port Erin, but still a lot to appreciate, really. And obviously it's just a, it's certainly a calmer way of life. <laughs> I still have to get used to, if I travel across in my car, I've got to get used to locking my car doors again. <laughs> <laughs> Well, over here, of course, you've just got involved now in the Manx Wildlife Trust with two autumn projects, uh, the first of which has been a big part of the Trust's um, educational part of it, really, and that's, you know, going to schools and, and getting involved with the youngsters of the Isle of Man. Yeah, absolutely. There's a quite a, it's an amazing bit of history, really, the long-term work with schools. Um, so we're working with DEFRA and the Department for Education Children as well. They 
part funder role and we get out we get into schools we get schools out as well doing activities so you know fitting in with the curriculum getting the events as well as all the work you know education seems quite formal you know it's just about engaging getting people out there getting them inspired by nature and the stuff that's around them so you know obviously over the summer some of the famous things things like the rock pooling and things that obviously our man's just spectacular for really so we've been doing great work there you know when you think about some of the figures quite astonishing really you know nine thousand people you know over 100 events and things working with 23 schools across the island don does some amazing work so see some great results the survey you're conducting at the moment uh you wanting to find out how many are actually enjoying the max countryside yeah and how they're actually doing that you know where where they're getting to what kind of things are they they're doing um we've seen a lot of data thrown around lots of statements often quite uk centric and i just think well it's going to be different on the island you got access to this great countryside it's not you know, hundred of miles away or anything like that. So how how different is it? It's good to get a picture, understand how people are using it. Maybe some of the things that are stopping them from getting out, if it's about families engaging out there, how it's changing for children. One of the things we're looking at is about screen time, you know, and you can kind of imagine how different it might be for the youngsters now <laughs> compared to previously. Everybody's just stuck walking along with looking at a phone or something. So, you know, it can give a quite an interesting picture of how things have changed maybe. And it's a start. Hopefully it's something we can repeat and see if it's changing, how, whether people are visiting different places and just how they're engaging with the wider countryside, really. Yeah, lots of new places with no signals be the answer, wouldn't it? <laughs> but, I mean, how does the survey going about? I mean, are people asked to do it online or anything like that? Or is the Manx Wildlife Trust going out and about and doing it? In the moment, we're just doing it online. I mean, some of that's just about practicalities and things. We could think of in the future trying to get out there and getting people when they're out and about or just shopping generally or something, getting that feedback. But at the moment, it's just online, so you can get through our website at the moment at manxwt.org.uk. Also, something up north at last as well that's our ongoing project. It is one of our long-term visions, really. So we've got some great work coming over winter with some funding from Tesco's as well, which everybody can vote for at the moment. And that's the Ramsey Forest work in particular. It's the eco-active work that's going to be trying to get plantation restored more towards natural woodland, but also encourage some natural wild play, you know, encourage the families to be able to use it and just generally get kids active out there, really, right on the doorstep of Ramsey. Also a chance for some amazing views there of out across Ramsey and up to the north and point of air and things. It's a fantastic landscape, and that all eventually links in with the work looking at this steady pace of some woodland restoration and linking up across the landscape for Ramsey Forest as well. People think, oh, well, I'll be just a bit of a field with a picnic table in, but 60 acres, is that right? Yeah, so eventually, obviously, well, it's just the first phase, really, and we'll be steadily increasing and um, getting more funding in to keep the work going, really, and expand across that whole site. And it's going to be, you know, a range of how people are going to be able to use it for nature trails and things. We're basically using lots of the trees and felled timber, hopefully, for the actual play apparatus and things. So be able to have quite a wild adventure there and try and encourage sort of self-led discovery, get the kids out there inspired and really, you know, it's the start, maybe a bit of a gateway for them to get out to other places in the countryside as well and just realise you know, that's a simple one, get the families going and active. Might be on their doorstep, they might travel in there, 
be able to get a good day, get out, and then visit Ramsey as well. People can get involved with maybe being part of getting it finished and, and ready. I know it's a long project, but uh, yeah. there's work parties going on at the moment, isn't there? Andre is out there every couple of weeks. You can just check our website for when the next work party is, but we've that's a lot from you know the conservation work. There's potentially tree planting in the future and things out in the wider landscape. Obviously, some of this is just round the doorstep of Ramsey, so easy for anybody from the community who wants to get involved, volunteer. Often, you know, it's a great social thing as well, always a bit of fun, and you can see some real conservation work going on on the ground, really. So, only starting out for you, really? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, at the beginning, great things to come, really, and just see where, where it goes, try and get more people engaged. Tim Graham, the CEO of the Manx Wildlife Trust. And if you want more details on that, you can go to their website, which is manxwt.org.uk, or you can phone them on 844-32. I like the Manx Wildlife Trust because I love going into that shop even in Peel. So many plates and different ornaments with beautiful pictures of animals on, you know, and that's just to try and you know trundle a bit of money to to help them keep uh, going with the workshops that they've got on but they're very rare some of the animals that they look after as well and and i see them out lying nests with the binoculars trying to keep up with the birds and it's a heck of a racket out there some weekends and it's lovely to see and it's nice that somebody's carrying on the tradition of keeping an eye on all the the smaller things in the countryside yeah and of course the project kind of trying to get them surveys they've got going now about you know, finding out how many people go out, how many of the youngsters in particular go out into the country instead of sitting with phones and watching <laughs> telly, which is fabulous. And of course, the project uh, that they're involved with, which Andre Doubledam is uh, sort of in charge of uh, at Ramsey there, and that's going to be a fabulous ongoing project with there. And you think to yourself, they've got a little work party going and they want volunteers, and, and eventually they've got 60 acres to play with. So wow. they might need a few, uh, a bit more help. So, of course, if, uh, if you want to get involved, and that just uh, contact the trust and uh, help them along. Manx Radio's Countryside is brought to you by NFU Mutual. Now that most of the crops are planted on the Isle of Man, some of the ploughmen will take a weekend off to go along and show their skills at the plough matches. So I went along to the Royal Moran Plough Match to see what it was all about. Harold Lease, the president of the Moran Ploughing Association. Some good ploughing here today, Harold. Yes, yeah, there's some quite good work done here today. We're lucky to have quite a decent field this year. I think everybody's enjoying themselves. And the sun's come out now, and which the will sun's, help. The sun's come out now and we're finished. <laughs> it's typical. Yeah. You've been involved a very long time. Yes, I've been with uh, ploughed first in around 1946 with horses and ploughed four or five years with horses and then I ploughed with tractors right up until last year. Goodness me, and you do much winning? Yes, got lots of winning. <laughs> lots, lots of trophies. Oh, yes, goodness yeah. me. So you didn't fancy a go this year then? No, I, I feel all right until I start to do something and then I'm not. Age <laughs> <laughs> just catching up. No, no. In fact, it's caught up. <laughs> But you got some good judges here today also. Oh, I some good judges, they'll sort them out. And a good turnout though, there's some horses and uh, tractors. That's right, yeah. You could have done with more entries, but the entries have dropped off this last couple of years. The vintage people were very keen 
and they were making up a lot of numbers, but there's a lot of them sort of dropped off, seemingly. I see there's still some young ones involved coming through, the, on the horses especially, and here on this tractor here at Emma Farragher. Yeah. It's hard to keep them coming, is it? That says, yeah, it says it's getting down to uh, a faithful few sort of thing. <laughs> yes, it's nice to try and keep it going if you can. Like. Also, Harold, there's lots of different styles of ploughing, but you particularly like the Manx style of ploughing. Yes, I've always kept the Manx style going. I've ploughed nearly on my own for some years and try and keep it going. Yep. It's a nice thing to look at, and it also was originally used for making hollows for the grain to fall in when it was thrown by the either hand in a brat or with um, a fiddle over the ground. And we had the bank style left, the nice hollows for the grain to fall in, and just harrow it then, and it buried easily the grain. That's that it. was the original idea for it. And would you do it on stubble or lay? Lay, or? lay. lay. It was done in lay. Right. Yeah. You find now, though, Harold, some of these big, heavy machines and the big ploughs we got, they're digging down nearly 8 to 10 inches. Hey, yeah, why, they are. They're very deep now. They're too deep, in my opinion, a lot of them, but anyway, <laughs> I, I'm an old-fashioned man. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, here today, the ground's quite crumbly at uh, Ballamilligan. Yes, yeah, the ground has been uh, probably barley in its year after year, and so there's no root in the ground. It used to be the grass growing in it after, and after it was cut, but now it's sprayed to keep it clean, so there's no fibre in the ground to hold it together. I see. So would that be make it harder for the people taking part today? Yes, yes, definitely. Well, we'll go down now and have a look at some of the other ploughing. Emma Farragher, the only female competitor here today. I know. <laughs> female last day. So you've come all the way down from Andrews to do the Manx style of ploughing. Mm-hmm, yep. And is this something you've always done? Yeah, I've done it now for about nine years. Right. Yeah. And how did you get involved? I always wanted to have a go at it, but I didn't really have anyone who would take me. So Billy Comord and Ronnie Fairburn took me under their wing and said, we'll give it a go and see how you get on. I don't think they expected much out of me, but I think I shocked them. Oh, doing it for the girls. Right. <laughs> but you've, for the team. <laughs> but you've been quite successful over the years, though, and I'm assuming you've, you've learned an awful lot in the last few years. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just so much. Like, Billy was ploughing with us before he's just had a new knee. Going down the field with, like, 60 years of experience behind you, you pick up a lot. It's a great privilege to have such experience because some of the young farmers that do take part, they've maybe just jumped on a tractor and taught themselves. But to have that knowledge coming from many years of experience is priceless, really. It is, yeah. There's so much to take in. So much that's totally different to ploughing nowadays. It's an art, really. You spent most of the day doing this. Do you plough at home? Yeah, a lot quicker. <laughs> so you won't take all day just to do your butt at home then? No, I don't think Dad would be too pleased if I did anyway. <laughs> so what's next for you? Do you do all of the plough matches throughout the back end or do you go away? No, I've not been away, but I do try to do as many as I can. Is it different everywhere you go? Different lays, different stubble fields? Does it make a massive difference to your end product? It's just the lay of the land really, isn't it? Some fields you go, they're perfect, the soils, you know, really nice other times you go like today hitting stones everywhere humps and hollers can't get away from them big competition though oh yes all two of us
Alan, you've come a long way down from rugby to take part here today in Moran. How is it going for you? It's gone reasonably well today, yeah. It's made a bit of a brock in the end, but up until the end it was going fairly well. And you're on the vintage tractor today? Yes, yeah, it's a Massey Ferguson 35. And a homemade plough, is it? No, it's a ransom plough with YL bodies. Now, it's all very technical to get it right. It's the first drive across the field. It's very important, I've been told today. Yeah, very important to get it straight from the start, really. Um, if you start crooked, then uh, it's a hang of a job to get it straight afterwards. And this ground here at Bola Milligan, there's been a few uh, complaints saying it's awful crumbly. I found it very nice, really. There's um, not too many stones and, uh, yeah, there's glad of the use of the field really it's, it's nice enough soil I think and you've got the you're in the biggest class of the day in the vintage tractor section so it's a good competition yeah there's a few here that's uh, probably be quite tight I would think yeah well good luck and we'll await the results Nicola you're here with your horses today at the Moran Plowing how's it gone for you yeah not too bad um ground's not too bad a few stones it's a bit crumbly but it's dry at least so we're not covered in mud but it's not for the faint-hearted trying to get them two big beasts across this patch of ground they're, they're not too bad ours are small and um, they're only cobs but they do the job okay and david handles them very well so and they were on best behavior today yeah jack was a little bit bouncy early on but he's been out of work for a few months so he's just come back into work and this will be the first one of the season for you it is for us there was one last week but unfortunately we couldn't make it because we had work commitments and we were moving our horses so but also you've been away competing as well this year yes we went to the british national in york we did okay there i got eight on the first day um, i won a rosette for me harness and oh. i beat the other two women so i was happy oh, delighted <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you'll take your own horses on the ferry and away yes we did yeah it was a big adventure for them as well <laughs> yeah. and how's the plough today it looks like it's getting a little bit of repair work getting done yeah, here i've lost the point off my skimmer i've hit a few stones and it's bent the skimmer a bit but it'd be easy to fix for next week i'll get david on it <laughs> he should fix it and do a lot of the parts homemade some of mine are the coulter's homemade that's unique to our plough and the point on the skimmer david will have to make another one because parts are a little hard to find especially for my plough there's not many of them around a lot of hard work goes into to getting them trained for this though um, it's not too bad as long as you take your time and build the weight up and just have patience you can't rush horses when you're training them to plough you've just got to build that weight up so a long day for you on your legs yeah i've been up since just past seven we won't get home till probably about five six tonight so i've got a few bits and pieces to do well good luck anyway with the next few rounds nicola thank you for your time yeah, no problem thank you very much alan crane you had one of the hardest jobs today as judge yep but i had two good uh, helpers with me it was uh Philip Cayley from Mount Baldwin and Robbie Corkish from Vallabeg, both accomplished plowmen in the time, and uh, yeah, we, we judged it together. I think we got the, the scores right, although <laughs> the competitors won't think that. <laughs> Judges are always right, though. But what do you think of the standard here today, Alan? Well, the standard of the, of the plow and the other man is brilliant. You know, it's really high. You've really got to try hard and work hard to get anywhere these days. It's really increasing. You know, a lot of the fellas now are going away to plow. 
so you've got to up your game. And does it make much difference what type of land you get given or, or fields to get picked for this competition? Oh yes, you know, if it's too stony it makes it hard, if it's too bumpy it, it makes the ploughing hard to do and it doesn't look right. So yeah, the nice flat fields that we've got here at Bella Milligan, it's perfect, you know, if anybody's got a few more I'm sure we'll be willing to come and make a muck in them. <laughs> but is a stubble field, will that be completely different to a, a grass field? Oh absolutely, a lay field, uh, you can't hide nothing, you know, a stubble field you can push a little bit of soil here and also the plough suit it but in the grass you know plowing the lay it's you've got to be have your measurements absolutely spot on there's only a few people that can actually do that a good job go from one to the other that takes a bit of skill and there's also different types of plows and styles that are used oh absolutely we got the manx style which is the old traditional one where you just just actually sew the corn on top of the plow and inherit it in then we got the world style which are the big modern plows We've got the vintage style, which are the, obviously the oldest plows, and we've got the trail plows, which go back to you know, mm-hmm. real long time, you know. And the judges, it's a difficult job, but what are you looking for out of each butt? Oh, we're looking for straightness, a nice level butt, nice buy, which is your start, nice clash, which is your, you know, the finish. You've got to be straight and well cleaned out, and you know, all the stubble buried. Yeah, you know, general appearance has got to be good. You've got to have a real nice firm seed bed. And, and I see some of the younger younger people taking part here today, especially a girl as well, Emma Farragher. Yeah, Emma Pound, she's one of the few females that do it. We've had a few in the past, a few young farmers. Girls have a go now and again. And we've got a young lad, Kieran Kane from Peel. He's 18, I think, you know, he's having a go. And it's nice to, nice to see them and encourage them, really. We're missing a few of the young farmers here today with lots of other events on around the island. Yeah, them, instead of coming ploughing, which is the... They should put number one. They've gone quad racing. So we need to set that sorted out for next time. <laughs> well, certainly. Well, hopefully you'll get out of the field unscathed once they give the results out. Well, hopefully they've all gone now so I can just <laughs> sneak out myself. That was some of the people involved organising the Royal Moran Ploughing Match. It's such a great thing for them. It's hard work, isn't it, when you're watching them? Uh, but when you see them... the sort of all chatting and having a laugh and a joke about maybe somebody who's put a tiny little kink in the ploughing and stuff. I must hit a stone there, you see. <laughs> you know, so it's they nice do. camaraderie, isn't it? But they really enjoy it taking part, don't they? They do, and the horses were very well behaved, um, you know, for such big animals and very patient with the ploughman behind. But um, they're out with the trowels, some of them, getting all the, the furrows all lined up perfectly and just before the judges came round. Take it very serious, but it, some of the ploughing is a fine art, especially the Manx style. I really enjoyed looking at that. Uh, who does the ploughing for you? Oh, we have different different <laughs> contractors come in and do it. We don't do it at home ourselves, but maybe it's something we can learn, though. No? Why would you like to be standing behind a horse for a few hours doing a few rows would you like to try it one day it'd be good to try it but uh, you don't realize how easy we've got it nowadays with modern tractors you know those those old boys put in some tough hours behind horses them years ago you'd have to be with the farmers i remember when i was young following some good plowmen but they wouldn't give many secrets away at all be on the last breath before they tell anything or even take it with them but uh, yeah very good and it's a it's a nice sort of um family that, that, that do the ploughing isn't it so it's yeah. really nice it's a good day out for everyone mm-hmm. to enjoy we've got a, a, an event in your diary to mention there Kerry have you? yes certainly the closing date is coming close for the prime stock show it's uh, Saturday the 12th of November and you must get your entries into the Royal Manx at manx.net and also there's new classes there this year so um, hopefully there'll be lots of space for young breeders to bring their 
under one-year-old cattle along and take them home again. So it's an opportunity for everyone to take part. And also the young handlers, there's cash prizes up for grabs, sponsored by the Manx Beef Producers. So if you fancy having a, a go at handling some of these cattle and putting them on parade, get a word with the Royal Manx Show Committee and see how the day goes. Manx Radio's Countryside is brought to you by NFU Mutual. There we are, ploughing. Uh, of course, for the Royal Around Ploughing Competition. Of course, was there any royalty there? Oh, they're all royalty, those those <laughs> old boys. No, those. it was a super day out and it was lovely to see them continuing your old traditions and lots of different styles of ploughing too. Oh, yeah. And the vintage tractors. Yes, and don't forget uh, that if you want to get involved with them work parties or help the Manx Wildlife Trust out, uh, just go to the website manxwt.org.uk. That's manxwt.org.uk. Or you can phone them 8442432. We'll be back next week with more. So from me, Simon Clark. And me, Kerry Kermode. We'll see you next week. Ta-da. Bye-bye. Don't sit in the slow lane. Join the fast lane right now with Shaw's all-new Superfast Plus Broadband. Enjoy more bandwidth, amazing speeds and the best value on the island from just £23.95 per month. So don't be left behind. Get a piece of the high-speed action with Superfast Plus Broadband from Shaw. For details, visit our stores in Douglas, Ramsey and Port Erin or click shaw.com. Love being Shaw. Terms and conditions apply.